0: What is up? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. I am excited to share this one with you, a topic near and dear to my heart, a guest who has a lot of knowledge and background in this area. I'm joined today by Eric Stockton, Vice President of Demand Generation at Constant Contact, and we are going to tackle how marketers can fail sales teams with a quantity-led demand gen strategy quantity versus quality, quality versus quantity. It is a topic that is always going to be in the forefront of the modern day marketer. So I'm pumped up to have someone like Eric come on the show to talk about it. If you like what we're doing over here, follow, subscribe, do all the things. Most importantly, tell a marketing friend you are enjoying modern day marketer. Without further ado, let's kick it to the conversation. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. Excited about this one. I am joined by Eric Stockton, who's the vice president of demand generation at Constant Contact and the host of a podcast I was recently on. So this is like a, a dual collab, which I always love. He's the host of the revenue marketing show. We're going to be talking about a important topic that is how marketers can fail sales, their sales teams with quantity led demand gen strategies. I am really excited to get into this with you, but without further ado, Eric, welcome. How are you?
1: Great. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we were just chatting before this, I was on Eric's show first, and we talked about some similar topics. So I am always excited to dig into this type of topic and try to get some understanding based on your experience and background, but maybe before we jump into it, Eric, do you want to give the audience maybe a, a little brief on kind of your background? And I would assume most of them know uh, what Constant Contact is and what you all do. But anything there you want to share as
1: well would be helpful. Yeah, absolutely. So I am part of the SharpSpring product within Constant Contact. Uh, so most people know what Constant Contact is, uh, as you mentioned, you know, email and digital marketing tool set. The Sharpspring product is a recent acquisition from September of last year. So we're coming up on 10 months now, I guess. And Sharpspring is a marketing automation and CRM, connected CRM tool. So what we do on the Sharpspring side is really, we're, you know, more focused on professional marketers who are, you know, they have a sales team that they need to, uh, you know, feed leads to, they need to qualify those leads. They need to have a, a routing and a handoff system, you know, that sort of thing. And so, you know, the marketing, you know, I, I run the marketing for that piece of the of the business.
0: I think it's interesting too. It's this topic is probably near and dear to your heart because not only is like your, your function and what you do yeah. um, within the organization, but then it's kind of what the product does as well. So it's, you're in it day in and day out. So I would assume you have yeah. some, probably a lot of interesting
1: thoughts that go along with it. You know, what's funny is, is I I say this a lot in like internal meetings that we have, but it makes it really easy when you are your own ICP. (laughs) And so, you know, you know, sort of what's, you know, what's happening. And then I sort of sanity check myself a little bit and sort of validate a little bit with our podcast as I talk to our own customers who are, you know, talking to me about what they're dealing with every day and uh, just make sure that I don't get, you know, a little bit off course somewhere, you know, just making my own assumptions, but it does make it significantly easier when you, you know, you sort of are the target. Totally. So I've been
0: in the conversation for my whole career, and I'm sure you have as well, where you've probably heard this from a sales team where it's sales leader comes up and says, Hey, we need more leads. We need more leads now. And so uh, the marketers kind of, we react and it's like, we go and, try to figure out what are all these approaches to get more or and all of our activity is pointed at maybe quantity based tactics and strategies. Um, And that for so long, that's the way we've rolled in, in marketing. But I think just in this conversation, I think we're on the same page where that today probably does more damage than good. So maybe we just start there. Like how can kind of like the quantity based strategies and approaches kind of maybe do some more long-term damage than kind of short-term
1: good at this point? Yeah. So my experience with sales leaders is they really do know what opportunities close. And, you know, I'm very sort of empathetic for sales leaders who are you know, trying to hit a target, you know, they're, you know, sort of struggling, they're trying to keep up, especially if they're behind. And what I typically find is sort of, there's a certain level of pressure that causes some, maybe somewhat irrational behavior. Right. And, and so you, you it's like, I've got to get this, like, wow, did you see that? It was my cat. (laughs) Um, so, you know, having that kind of conversation with a sales leader saying, look, you know, like within this sort of construct or, or filter, you're you're not actually saying I need more leads, you're saying I need these kinds of leads. Mm. Right. And then you sort of you what you do is you sort of calibrate the conversation to the leads that they know that they feel like are going to close. So it is a quality conversation. And you know, it, it really sort of aligns, I think, leadership along with. Uh, the, the the sales and the marketing side to make sure, and and frankly, roll all the way up to like a CFO, right? Or a CEO who is saying, look, these are my business outcomes, right? That I need, right? I need X number of, you know, X amount of revenue. I need X amount of deals closed. I need X amount of pipeline, right? And then you sort of back your way into a pipeline discussion rather than, I think what most people They're trying to be like sales leaders, executives, non-marketing executives, especially are trying to be prescriptive about what marketing needs to do, which is drive more traffic, right? Get more leads, you know, NQLs, that sort of thing. And that's really not what they want. What they actually want is qualified pipeline that their team can actually close. And when you sort of you sort of like level set and adjust around that metric, things get a lot easier, I think, for both sides.
0: I completely understand that shift in mindset and approach and the communication and how you just described it. I think any marketer that's listening can absorb that and they understand. I think the challenge maybe is how how do you shift that conversation internally with those stakeholders to get them to understand that it's you know running this campaign that's going to generate a thousand leads, that's going to go over to the sales team what might look good on paper but might not be the best thing.
1: Yeah, and I think that happens every day, right? And and that's why, you know, sort of if you if you think about how like what is the KPI that you can measure against on a regular basis that is as close to what the sales team needs, right? And the way that they sort of measure success, which in our in our business anyway, it is like an SQL or you know a sales qualified opportunity that is right there up against you know giving them the number of quality at-bats they need on a daily, weekly basis. And when you do that, right, you know the, the conversation becomes less about like what's happening up funnel. They don't really care if, if that number is is being sort of, they know that you as a marketing leader, are sort of caring about the same things that they care about, right? And it becomes less about like these leads are you know bad, or I need more of these leads, and more about like is is the quality level you know for the opportunity, like are we closing, are we winning these number of deals that we need to win, you know that sort of thing. And it and it it simplifies the conversation, I think, quite a bit. Totally. And then I think about just and you know uh, rewind the
0: tape for me as a marketer going back to trying to hit my KPIs, give sales uh, something to work, you know, it'd be investing in some programs like potentially content syndication that would deliver a specific amount of leads that I would upload into the CRM and then deliver back to sales. And, you know, it would look good on paper for me, but then kind of at the end of the road, maybe a month or a month and a half later, a lot of sales stakeholders and maybe sales leadership would say, you know, we should stop doing that because it's, it wasted our sales teams a bunch of time and it didn't convert. So I, 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 how how do we, I guess, I'm sure a lot of marketers have been through similar situations. How, how do you then get focused maybe away from those quantity, quantity-based approaches and more aligned with like those SQL, like getting more SQLs, working together with sales to target
1: the right accounts? Like what, what's your recommendation to start on the right path? So I like what you said a second ago, you're like, you know, at the end of the month or at the end of the quarter, then you start having the conversations that you should have had at the beginning. (laughs) Right. And the way the symptoms or the way that it comes out around the table, you know, and I'm sure you can identify with this and maybe your listeners can too, is, you know, like it'll, it'll come out in words. Like I feel like the target is always moving, you know, like, like the conversion rates seem to be different or, I, you know, I thought I needed this many, but really what I needed was like three X more than that to actually hit my target. And I don't have enough staff to be able to cover these kinds of demos, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So you have all of these shifting sand kind of conversations rather than sort of founding them in, you know, what really matters. Uh, But I think to answer your question, You know, everybody talks about intent a lot, uh, especially these days, right? And there's a lot of software vendors that talk about intent and they're sort of playing off of this concept, you know, and having a lot of success there. But I think, you know, intent data is different than, than true sort of buyer intent. And the way that I measure how we are going to get the pipeline that the sales team needs is based on... You know what are the marketing tactics that I can employ that actually create those what I, you know for lack of a better words sort of those higher intent hand raising opportunities uh, that are happening sort of on site, right? So an example of that would be you know uh, you know somebody who's coming to the website of their own volition, right? Like not incentivized in any way, but you know coming through the website maybe it's through. Direct or organic, or you know, like a, a paid branded search or something like that. That you know, where, where they're coming and hitting the site, and then in their buyer journey, you know, checking out our features page, checking out our pricing page, sort of those intentish pages. I just made that up. And uh, <laughs> we'll and brand then, it right, and then actually going to sort of this, you know, the, where you want them to go, where you're funneling them to like a demo request page or, you know, your free trial page or, or what have you. And for us, the way that we measure it is anybody who comes to the website and is raising their hand and saying, I want to talk to sales by requesting a demo. And we're, you know, we're very much sort of like a, a sales led motion, you know, the, currently anyway, for, for the SharpSpring product. Uh, and then so, when we when we create those demos, we know how those guys typically behave, right? We know they're converting at a higher rate. We know that they are moving through the, the the pipeline faster. We know that they close at higher, you know, sort of win rates, you know, velocity, you know, is a is a big indicator of all of those things. And so what I'll do is I'll work my way back and sort of reverse engineer how many SQLs the sales team needs for pipeline creation. And then, you know, I'll, I'll figure out how many of these demo requests I need and then what are the marketing activities that are going to, going to drive that? I want to like
0: zero in on something you said with just intent and the intent data, I think sounds like you're living in a world of it. And it's very much a part of your strategy. I would say that maybe a lot of people listening have heard of intent data or maybe use it a little bit and maybe don't even know quite how to use it with the sales team. So maybe like take a step back and like talk to me and our listeners about just intent data, like what it means to you. And uh, you've talked about the Reverse engineering of your way back to the mm-hmm. amount of demos you need, but maybe just wh- why you think it's so critical right now that marketers listening understand how to how to use it in order to kind of build better relationships with their sales team
1: yeah and and I think it you know I think it does bear saying you know you and I were talking about this earlier uh, on on the other podcast, but we were saying, look, there is a fundamental difference between somebody who's showing on site on-premise, um, you know, intent, you know, within, within your, within your site and then intent data, which is typically generated from third-party sources. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are a lot of vendors out there. I won't mention them, but there's, there's a, there's a bunch of them out there that, that do this. They aggregate uh, through third parties, you know, intent based, you know, activity. So somebody who, an example, of that would be somebody who's going to G2 to, Uh, research things like CRM or marketing automation tools, right? You know, there's a sort of a collection method there. And then, you know, maybe some other, you know, other third-party review sites or other other locations uh, where they aggregate all of this data and then start matching back to accounts, right? And then those accounts, you know, if they you know, if you're a subscriber to some of these services, what you'll be able to do is be able to determine which accounts are searching for marketing automation that you might want to reach out to or hand off to sales to be able to, to you know, contact you know if they're already in your, for example, in your database, right, or they're already, you know, on your site, uh, and and those kinds of activities I think are helpful for sort of indicator purposes, right? You know, it helps you to figure out. Like who's sort of surfacing, you know, on the spectrum of convertibility, right? You know, uh, you know like w- which ones are going to have a higher likelihood to, you know, respond because they're in market. And, you know, which ones are going to be able to, you know, start a, a reasonably decent conversation with sales.
0: I love that. It's such an interesting way to, to think about just the the data that we all have at, at our fingertips. And back to the scenario of reverse engineering, hitting those sales numbers, I would imagine there's like a sentiment from sales leadership and the sales team to say, okay, like things things are working. Like my reps are busy. They're on the demos. They're on the right type of they're having the right types of conversations. We're closing deals at a, at a higher velocity than we were in the past. If you're starting this out and starting to like really think about this different approach and more intentional approach to delivering to your sales team, is do you like, what's the communication through the process with sales leadership or reps on the team? Like how do you kind of measure maybe before the experiment is over if things are working or not?
1: Uh, yeah, so we'll we'll measure some of those leading indicators. Uh, specifically, things like you know the percentage of conversion from somebody who requests a demo to somebody who actually attends the hmm. the demo, right? You know, that's an indicator of quality. Also, how fast they they you know convert. Another one is you know do they self schedule versus us having to reach out to the sales having to you know reach out to them. And schedule right. There's different conversion rates for each one of those. So, like, sort of the top of the top are going to be the ones that are, you know, coming to the website, asking to talk to sales by requesting a demo and self-scheduling and specifically picking a time within a few days, right? You know, on on a, on a rep's calendar, and and that, you know, by far, you know, is going to convert at the highest rate. And then there are varying degrees of conversion, you know, uh, underneath that. And so I thought it was interesting what you said. You said, you know, sales reps, you know, like I'm busy or sales leaders or I'm busy, et cetera, et cetera. It's my experience, like the ones, the the leaders that really get it are almost as concerned about the conversion rate and the quality level as I am on the marketing side Mm. because they know it makes their sales team more efficient and they know that the pipeline is going to speed up right? They know all of these things are going to happen. And so it, you know, sort of busyness factor is one of those measurements, but it's almost sort of a, a sub metric to, you know, the, the quality level of, you know, how many of these high intent guys are going to come through or requests are going to come through. And then of those, you know, how many are going to actually convert? Because, you know, you know, when they're thinking about, like sales-related CAC, right? The size of their team, how many they've got to measure, all of that kind of stuff really sort of comes into play when you can figure out, you know, like the, the way to close, like if you're closing at 2X, <laughs> 3X better, right? Than you know, your next best sort of lead source. And, you know, as a sales leader you know, you're asking the questions that marketing is asking, right. Which, which automatically creates alignment, right. You know, in that, in that conversation, um, because they want it as bad as you do, maybe more, right. Uh, Because that, that level of quality is, is there and it makes them frankly, it just makes them look like heroes, right. You know, they're closing crazy great, you know, like the rates are going way up, you know, a lot like sales. It's the funniest thing, you know, and I, and I, I'm sure you can appreciate this, but sales will look at it and say, look how great we're doing. <laughs> right? yeah. And you know, like, we, it's all us, you know, like our close rates, we're getting it, you know, like our, our pitches are down, like they'll point to all of the things, <laughs> right. <laughs> Except for, you know, the, the lead quality that they're getting. And, uh, you know, it's human nature and I totally get it, but the KPIs sort of help level set some of that and say, okay, look, you know, like what we're looking for are these kinds of leads. And then we're looking at marketing tactics that will scale more of that kind of behavior. Right. And uh, then it becomes a sales and marketing conversation. instead of just, you know, sales or marketing in a silo. I think any marketer out there probably smiled when you said
0: that because we've all been in that position and it's probably the ultimate market B2B or just marketing in general, inside joke. I'm totally making a meme out of that. Like, yeah, that needs to, that needs to be, I'm doing it. Yeah. (laughs) We used to, we, we used to have conversations, you know, you know, the marketing selling circle would be like, Oh yeah, this rep, you know, yeah. they, they must've just thought this, the, the, the opportunity fell from the sky right on look, their plate. Look how great I
1: did. Yeah.
0: yeah. 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 Um, maybe just a couple more on this. Cause I think this is really interesting. I love what you said about the, the sales leader that, kind of understands and values quality as much as the marketing leader. And I would imagine like anyone listening to this conversation, like agrees with this approach and this mentality and alignment and working this way and trying to hit common goals and drive pipeline, which leads to kind of more customers. I guess like
1: what if,
0: if you are out there and you're in an organization and you're trying to implement change and you're trying to like shift towards this focus, yeah. What what, obviously you'd want sales to be like your sales leadership and sales team to be along for the ride and the journey, probably from the start, but maybe like, like tactically, like how do you start that conversation just to make sure that sales is
1: bought into what you're doing early? So it's, it's sort of shocking, like whenever I go into an organization, how little the business understands like what's actually driving the pipeline and so that is usually the first level set conversation which is okay let's pull all of this stuff in and understand right slice it and dice it and understand because you know they'll, they'll have unit economics right everybody else has unit economics where you know they understand their cac and, and everything else but understanding the Sort of Pareto rule kind of concept of like these 20% are actually what's driving most of your pipeline right now. And, you know, aligning around that and level setting around that. And then you get sales to sort of nod their head alongside of you, you know, in the conversation because they're the ones that sort of have to buy into it. And they'll know this is the thing is like they'll always know intuitively. Right. You know, the reps will know, you know, the, the leaders will know if they've been around for any length of time, like what, you know, they can sort of, they know, cause they'll be able to see it in the CRM and they'll just feel it. Right. But very rarely have I ever seen, you know, an organization actually split it out and really show like by lead source, like what is actually contributing to pipeline and a closed one deal and then also the opposite which is i think even more telling in the conversation and when you when you're trying to like articulate the narrative here is which ones are actually contributing to pipeline or or not to pipeline and definitely not to close one right mm. and where's all that budget like you you just overlay the budget and sort of the effort and the headcount against each one of those things and it's real clear real quick that you know, you can all, I I don't know if I've ever gone into an organization where I haven't felt like, or haven't seen 20, 30% at least that is really like just goes nowhere, right? Does nothing, you know? And I'm not talking about brand. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about actual like lead gen efforts, that the marketing team probably even already knows they're not actually generating, right? But they're still trying to hit this number and so it just never goes to where, you know, never goes to an actual conversation and when you start surfacing those insights, the conversation starts opening up and marketing takes a bigger seat at the table when those th- those sorts of things are happening and then you get to sort of as a marketing leader start driving the you know the conversation a little bit and saying, look, I don't need, you know, and this is like this is really where the eyes open is like you just say, look, I don't need more budget here. (laughs) I'm just going to take the 20 or 30% that's not contributing to pipeline and I'm going to put it into the stuff that is. And not only are you going to see a more efficient sort of allocation of the dollars that you've been, you know, trusted with, but also it starts getting you you know that credibility built with you know the the leadership like you know the CFO or the CEO because you're thinking holistically and not just you know coming at it from you know my little silo with my little vanity metrics that i'm hitting and meanwhile right and and again like you and i are having this conversation the other day but it was like the worst thing that could possibly happen for you as a marketing leader is you guys hit some sort of mql target that's been set for you and you're sort of like running around high-fiving each other. Meanwhile, the CFO is scowling, you know, behind his desk because he knows that your, you know, the sales has only hit half their quota this year, or this month, or this quarter, or whatever. That is the worst thing that you could be doing, right? And so, getting that alignment where you're talking about the same things, and you're caring about the same things, and you're investing in the same things, really puts you in a, you know, sort of a different, at a different level. Don't, don't want to
0: open up a can of worms because we're trying to close this conversation out. However, like <laughs> um, I, I, like, I feel like this could, i will be put pitch this back to you and it could probably be a whole nother podcast episode, but that, that 20 and 30% and having the self-awareness to say like, all right, nothing is happening with these, but we're hitting our goals. And then coming to this realization, well, like that doesn't matter because the CFO is pissed off and sales isn't hitting their targets. Like, yep we've all been in that scenario. Like, I guess, what is your recommendation in terms of measurement? Do you think sales and marketing should be aligned around something like a pipeline number? Do you think it should be something else? I'd love to get some feedback there as we
1: close out. Yeah, no, I I think marketing is sort of responsible for two things in in my mind. So one is revenue and pipeline first, right? And that like, if you can't get that down nothing else matters that's that's really the the reality so revenue and pipeline and then the second thing is is you're responsible for telling the story and the brand narrative and and you know everything else and so a lot of marketers in my opinion are sort of like they lean towards the second without getting the first down real well and, and so you know you want to you know it's it's pipeline and revenue Those are the metrics that you look at, you know, maybe subsequently you look at things like MRR, you look at, you know, LTV, all of those, you know, like what's the, you know, how long are they sticking once they're in the product that, that sort of, those are all metrics that you want to pay attention to as a marketer too, but it's, it's really pipeline and revenue.
0: I love it. This was a a ton of fun. Hopefully you learned something out there. I know I did. Eric, this is a marketing podcast. We plugged the revenue marketing show. We'll put it in the show notes. Anything else you want to make sure you you point
1: listeners to as we close this out? No, I, I think you know obviously anybody that is sort of on our team, you know, we just we love doing this stuff, and again, you know, because we're sort of drinking our our own champagne, so to speak, right? We're using the product for ourselves, and we're we're figuring all of this stuff with our own product, you know, it like anybody that's on the team, you know, people can reach out to and and they can answer these kinds of questions. I'm happy to answer these questions. I'm on LinkedIn quite a bit, just in conversations and stuff too. So, you know, happy to help however we can. Thank you for dropping by and sharing your knowledge. Really enjoyed this
0: one, Eric. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Really enjoyed that conversation. Always good to connect with Eric. Go check out his podcast, Revenue Marketing Show. Really good stuff. He's always putting out content that resonates and something that you can take back and apply to your day-to-day. You take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. We will be back. More Modern Day Marketer next week. Peace out.